Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she is a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, we have a really great show today. But before we dive in, we have a special announcement we have to make. We do, Derek. We have an announcement. We are now on Patreon. So... If any of you really enjoy Rope Drop Radio, you can head over to Patreon where you can find even more Rope Drop Radio. That's right. We have a lot of really fun tiers and some ways to give back. Honestly, we're just so thankful that you are listening right now to the show. But we are trying to Mm -hmm. grow not only the show but our brand. Uh, We have hosting fees both in podcasting and websites and and a few other things, some equipment stuff that we want to upgrade just to be able to bring you the best in Disney. And so we would love if just $1 a month you jumped on to the Rope Drop Radio Patreon and we'll put that on our social media sites this week and uh, feel free to give. But first off, thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you for listening. Of course, you don't have to listen to continue getting, or you don't have to subscribe to continue getting the show. The show's still going to be on iTunes, yep. Stitcher, Podbean, all those sort of places for free, just the way they've always been. Don't think this is changing anything with the current show and the setup of it. This is just a little extra something so that we can help get a website out there, which gives um, you rope droppers a little more place to go, a little more interaction, a little more content once we can get our website up and going and Patreon's a way to have that go. And we have some creatively named tiers, so at least go check that out and uh, see which tier is the tastiest. All right, Patreon, it'll be up on social media. Thank you for checking it out. Thank you. And let's dive into today's episode because this is a good one. This is Disney Fails Oh fails. my gosh, we have heard over the years, Our we fails. have heard so many people failing. So we are going to give not only the generic things that people fail when it comes to a Disney trip, Doug and I are going to be humble and we are going to give our own failures that we've done. And we just really want you to learn from our mistakes. If we were to name this show with an emoji, it would be the face palm emoji because every one of these that i'll talk about had multiple face palms happen i know a lot of people think we're perfect doug and that we're gonna we met we never have a a mistake at disney but we have never never ever have we done yes we have these are some and these are just the top ones Mm -hmm. uh shell and i got talking and oh the the skeletons in the disney closet started rolling out so these are roughly, I think we have about 10 of them-ish, and so we're going to go kind of go back and forth and share some of them. Hopefully, again, you learn from our mistakes and don't do these on your Disney trip. But Doug, yeah. why don't you start us off with your one of your Disney fails? So this Disney fail was on our rope drop trip, where it was Derek and I down there last year for Pandora, checking it out. We were on and off of Navi River Journey before the park even opened. So we then rope dropped 
the gift shop, right? At, right at 8 a.m. We were yep. right in. One of the uh, first they, people in there. We could have bought all the Banshees we wanted and then sold them on eBay, but a half hour later we, we were done with that idea. Um, but I did buy a couple little things for my children. They're a couple stuffed animals. I didn't want to carry the stuffed animals around all day long in the park. It was 8 a.m., right? So I did what any smart person did and sent them back to the resort because you can do that. Now, it goes to the resort the next day, and you don't just pick it up at the front desk where they're open 24 hours. Where did I have to go for that, Derek, that cost the problem? The gift shop Yeah, that the has awkward shop. hours. Coronado Springs, if you're listening, which I also commented in person and in writing and in an email, you have the worst hours of any gift shop on Disney property. It closed at nine. Like the park's already been closing the, at nine. Yeah, the the gift shop. That's just money wasted. Epcot still had illuminations going on, and the gift shop is closed. Is there a after hours place to pick up your package? No. Is the so then I checked before, like at six something a.m. Not open then either. Looked at the hours, and it was like I don't know when I'm gonna get this, Derek. So a whole other day rolled past, and I ended up hopping back to the resort to get my stuffed animals, take them to the room, and then hopping back to the park to meet back up with you. You were gone for about an hour and a half. I lost park time because I tried to save myself time by sending it back to the gift shop. Now, had I been in the contemporary, I know that Fantasia gift shop's open to like 11. That would have worked out great. I've seen lots of other ones in the value resorts. They're open all kinds of crazy hours. But Coronado Springs is evidently a snooze fest or something. I don't get it. Like, why do they go to bed so early there, Derek? I, it was huge fail. It wasted time and energy, and I learned a lesson. What should I have done was send my package to the front of the park. You can do that. However, I'm not sure if we would have been there quite long enough. I can't remember what time yeah, we, we hopped we away. Yeah, we hopped away pretty quick, uh, like 10. But we did come back later in the evening to oh, see you're right. yep. nighttime stuff, so I could have gotten in there. That would have been perfect. knew we were coming back mm-hmm. to see Pandora in the dark, so I would have had a chance to get it. That would have been a thousand times easier than sending it to the resort, which sounds so convenient. It also takes forever because they fill out like quadruplicate forms. And, like, the cast member is never in a hurry, and there was a huge line, and I felt like I was single-handedly creating a line at 8.05 a.m. Doug fail. Baseball. The best part is no one else in the podcast just saw, but you just slapped yourself in the face. Still, I still, like, can't believe just how horribly that worked out. It was. It was pretty bad. Like, my previous trip was, I think... (laughs) contemporary so i was like oh that'd be easy i'll just get off the bus after fireworks and walk through and get it nope check the hours of your gift shop before you think about that there's a heads up all right well i'm gonna stay with our rope drop radio trip for a fail that i did but i've also done it many a times i am not i had want- to smell this fail you did i, had I to smell it just heads i up. don't overpack so if i'm there for four days i pack four days worth of like socks a backpack 
I know. And half of it was podcast equipment. I know. And and so I never pack enough socks. I don't know why. I'm pretty sure I do, but the TSA agent takes a pair. I, I just always <laughs> end up like a day or two without socks. And it's something that has happened on numerous amounts of trips. Even when I try to tell myself pack an extra pair, somehow I, I don't. And so we were on a rope drop radio trip. And this is probably one of the worst examples because it rained. We walked a lot. Uh, my feet got sweaty and stunk, and oh my gosh, we're on day three, and I don't have enough socks. They all stink. They're all still wasn't wet. Wasn't that so, all the trip, Derek? I know. I know. So I try to like half wash them in the sink slash use a blow dryer to dry them out before I put them on. Our whole room, Doug, smelled awful. Smelled like burnt feet. It was terrible. Uh, And the best part is I made the same mistake a few months later on my daddy kids trip. So (laughs) I am trying to remember because we go in about two months, just pack two extra pairs of socks. It rains. You got to change your socks. It does. Keep nice and healthy. So socks, it's a... Epic fail that I've done numerous times. I don't. I don't always learn from my mistakes. We'll we'll no. figure out through this whole series. Hopefully, you guys will learn from Derek's mistakes, or at Pack least laugh socks. at him. Yes. If nothing else, and the fact that it smelled really bad. It did. If you use a blow dryer on socks or to dry out shoes, be prepared for the stitch. All right, Doug. Enough about me. Let's go back to you. What's your number? Well, I guess our number three. Yeah, we're cruising along. I don't I don't know that these are in ascending order or descending order of any kind, but they're all fails. So, uh, I had a trip with just Alden and one of his buddies. We went to a USA soccer game. It was awesome fun. It was for his birthday. However, Disney likes to fiddle with park hours, and during peak times, they realize, like, oh, Columbus Day weekend's busy the night before. So I checked all the park hours, like, the day we left. And that was on a Thursday. We did a whole bunch of stuff Thursday. Friday rolls around. There's morning. Man, maybe I'm a day off. No, Friday. Yeah, there's morning extra magic hours we're going to at Magic Kingdom. They start at 8 a.m., okay? So we plan. We get to the bus, like, 6 40 like we're doing awesome we're gonna we're gonna kill this rope drop we got it guys we got it and then we get to the park at about seven we just walk right in walk down main street like where is everybody there's no one coming into the park no one's at the front of the park continue down main street like there's no rope okay they check our magic bands for extra magic hours before we get into tomorrowland like well where are they gonna hold us it's it's now 705 like where is everybody? Oh, the park opened at seven for extra magic hours. They updated it the night before, like I guess around five-ish the update went out. So the paper, the actual times guide was not updated. The app was updated. The TV, like you have the channel that shows the park hours over and over and over. It should really show tomorrow's park hours. When it was showing that that morning, I had it on not updated it well hopefully you're still one of the first ones at the park because no mean, one else it knew. was literally a ghost town they opened it for you know 10 people so walked right on to space you know we we ripped through the park like crazy the first two hours were amazing when there's a 7 a.m extra magic hours you do it you do that even if it's on accident but it's still a fail because i did not check like double check triple check park hours so there were people ahead of us we did not see the rope. That was sad. That's the only fail because this is rope drop radio. But still, that's a win. We you it was were still there. A great time. 
time. Yeah. I mean, we're still eating a churro but, at 9 But you actually make a good point. They do like to randomly change uh, hours of operations. Yeah. I know that has messed with us on dining, especially if you try to do an early morning dining and expect yeah. park hours to be at 9, but then they decide to make it at 8. That's, so now you're dining yeah. during rope drops. So no, that's you, horrible. you, you, you made that. a good point. That is a fail. So keep that in mind when you're booking dining and rope drops. It's kind of sporadically check, uh, you know, Really check before you make your fast passes and then kind of keep an eye on like once a week, kind of check them out. And then when you get there, I mean, that's a everyday thing. You got to yep. be ready. Also, why we do not make 8 a.m. breakfast dining reservations anymore, because that bit us one time and we're like, nope, not again. All right, Derek, what's yours? Mine is something I have never learned my lesson again with. Did you know, Doug, that it rains a lot in Florida? Well, it is a swamp, Derek, so it it's got to get wet somehow. You're right, and if I could go back and collect all the money that I have spent on Disney ponchos, here's the thing, Doug. Any box store sells ponchos for a buck, buck fifty. Disney understands that they could make yeah. money and mark up like 20 times. So like we have spent, I, they are, they're, they're ridiculous expensive. Uh, I've bought some for my kids. I've bought some for my wife and myself multiple times. It's just one of those things that I don't know why I have completely forgotten. I would have forgotten on a rope drive trip if you didn't text me while I was at Target. Like, hey, I'm getting a poncho. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Doug saved me. So that dollar fifty poncho at Target, you know, I would have forgotten yeah. if you didn't text See, me during that for time. For that trip, I just bought a dollar poncho for each day and then tossed it and used a new one because they're paper thin. Like, yep. Well, not paper thin, but super thin when you get those cheap ones. The Disney ones are a little thicker. They can't hold up for a while. So we just budget the price in to our trips. We, uh, When it rains the first time, we buy Disney ponchos and then we lug them around. That's our style. I'm going to be honest. I'm just <sighs> – you, you could always – I don't know. Just pack a couple. Go yeah, go to a box store and get a couple. Your poncho was out to kill you though. It did. You, it like, choked me out a few it times. Every- it was so weird. <laughs> Skipper's Canteen. I couldn't even move at one point. <laughs> Was it Buzz that it almost decapitated you as you're walking? And it was Buzz, yep. Yeah. Was, there was a lot of... It, it, was, it was touch dangerous and go poncho. for a while. It was. Poncho. So uh, maybe, maybe that's because the Disney ponchos were trying to make me buy mm-hmm. them because that may have been the first trip where I didn't yeah. spend any money on a poncho. But it's just one of those things. It does rain at Disney World. Uh, Three o'clock, and it's miserable to sit in the waiting for the parade, you know, getting wet. And your kids will be annoyed, and so just get a poncho or get some sort of rain gear. I know we got a stroller poncho. That was great because I didn't mind getting yeah. a little drizzle this last trip, and I just kept the kids covered in the stroller. Yeah, that one was a cool. win. But, yes, I have failed many a times on the whole, I forgot it rains in Florida. It's a swamp. It so. is. All right. That's a good one. It's a good fail. All right. We'll move on to another one of my demoralizing fails here. So we have a son that likes to eat food. He's like got a bottomless pit in him. We don't know where it goes. And sometimes we lose track of that and stop. We, we don't say, hey, son, slow down. Maybe you don't need five more pretzels from the buffet in Germany. Maybe you don't need to eat all that. So buffets are dangerous for the boy. And also the Christmas party. So when he was three – he, uh, he, there's sugar cookies and hot chocolate. First time he ever had hot chocolate, and it was the greatest drink he ever drank. And he had a lot of it for a three-year-old. A lot of cookies. We were watching the fireworks, 
And before the fireworks were really quite over, like the finale's going off, he had some fireworks of his own. We couldn't really, we didn't really pay attention to him. We didn't see all the signs, the symptoms, and there was puke everywhere. It was wonderful. So we didn't pay attention to the tells of your kids. I think we mentioned like watch your kids in the last mm-hmm. show with the autism. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We failed at that with our three-year-old son. And then again with nine-year-old Alden, he ate, we had a dessert party at Hollywood studios and he devoured, I mean, he got his money's worth. Right. And he doesn't even care about that. Yeah. Whenever we're wanting to like run to the bus, run to the bus, run to the bus. It's, And, you know, 10 minutes later, he comes back out of the bathroom and the line for the bus is large. Mm. So, yep, pay attention to what your kids are putting in because it eventually comes out. That is, uh, you know what, I'm going to follow up with a fail with that. And I got peed on. Uh, Declan, my son, my uh, first son, (laughs) we are at. I know it hit me. That's good. Uh, We're about to watch Wishes, and this is before Wishes is retiring. So my last time watching Wishes, I'm getting peed on by my son. He's just holding him, and he's peeing on you? I I tried to get to the bathroom, but there's no way. Yeah, he he peed all over me. No, no, no. I moved him (laughs) in my arm, so he peed all over my chest. But it's one of those things where I learned that was... That was the trip I learned. And so on this daddy kids trip, uh, I was like, hey, we're somewhere by a bathroom. We're going. And it's like, I don't have to go. And I'm like, prove it. And, oh, I guess I did have to go. Of course you did. I didn't care if I walked by a bathroom. I was like, oh, we're going. Because I didn't want to miss anything Almost because like, of that. Give him a, give him, well, a quarter for every time you pee. You know, I don't know, bribery to pee. Maybe. Yeah, so watch your kids. <laughs> yep, I, so yep, my, that's my great memory of wishes, being peed all over. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope, paid. now you said that happened at three and nine. I'm really hoping when my son's nine, he I doesn't mean, pee on me again. he at least said, I have to go to the bathroom, and it was a stressful few minutes of, are you sure? Are you positive? We need to get on the bus. Like, we're we're driving this train home. There's no pit stops. Like, you could tell he didn't really want to tell us because he knew he was going to get yelled at mm. for not going before the fireworks or something. You know, and we gave him chances multiple times. <sighs> Children. Happens. All right, next fail, Doug. So I this one's yours. What's oh, you uh, want to go into an, oh, another one of you? My, yeah, back to me. Your, uh, one your that feed I on was a bonus. That was fail. a bonus. That wasn't bonus on the list. Fail. That just reminded me. Anyway, the big fail that I have and had many times is the Disney dining plan. I finish with yep. like, hey, you got eleven snacks, and I'm like, oh, I got to get on an airplane in an hour. I I don't know what it is, Doug. And I've texted you. I know my wife drives her nuts. You. I don't eat. And you've been at the parks with me. I will forget uh-huh. to eat. Uh, it'll be 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm like, oh, I haven't even had lunch or breakfast yet. Yeah. I probably should eat. It's like I have fat reserves that are just waiting. You're like waiting. a six-year-old at the parks. Like, stuff, stuff, rides, rides, it rides. Really, I really am. I am. Oh, food. Oh, there. So, like, on the Daddy Kids trip, you know, I would 
go up to uh, one of the quick service, I'd get them, you know, chicken nuggets and fries. They would eat in the stroller. I mean, yeah, they would hand me a fry or a chicken nugget, and I would just kind of eat on the fly as I, I rush over to Star Tours or something. So it's just one of those things where the dining plan and I have failed on mm. multiple occasions. Here in September, we're doing it again, and I'm my goal is to pace myself and have Doug, you're going to text me, hey, did you eat? Dude, and I was... I harassed you a you lot did. i was you like did. where are you eating lunch oh well i don't know and it was like two like you can have a dinner at five i did the math though you did still come out financially ahead yes because when i do sit downs were well planned well when i do eat i eat the most expensive freaking thing on the menu and i got the alcoholic drink and so i go all out for when i do sit down but it's just, it, I have to force myself. That's why I like sit-down meals is because it does. It makes me eat something good. Schedule. Yes. And then I can burn off those calories. Yeah. And the kids are really easy to get the value out of the dining plan compared yes. to the adults. But your sit-downs were quality, so you totally failed on the I, quick service. I like the dining just plan. I just failed. need to get, get better at, uh, you know, got to just get better at eating. A, like, I think a breakfast. forgot to eat. Yep. I don't know. You just got to remember to eat. You need brunch every day, Derek. I hey, hey we had like we have a not, lot of brunch coming up on our trip. We had like nine Mickey Rice Krispie bars in our backpack. So I used all the snack credits just before we got on the airplane. You know, there's worse things you can yes. do. So that is my <laughs> biggest fail of all Disney because I've done it multiple times. That's and easy so to do. September, my goal is not to do that. Now, I have ran into other people who have had like 17 and 20 snack credits. I'm just like, what are you going to do? In fact, we just met up with another couple and they really didn't understand the dining plan. And it's just it's it's a challenge. And, and sometimes you just need to get a Mickey pretzel or a sometimes. Dole Whip. My turn again. Back to you. This, this is our final of our very specific individualized ones here. Okay. So there was one time the kids were – set the stage here, Derek. We're rolling in the Magic Kingdom parking lot. We had Brandon in a car. The kids were five, three, and one, I believe. No, take that back. They were seven, five, and three. There we go. Seven, five, and three. Roll into the parking lot. We're hustling in the monorail. Get on it. We're going to get over there well in time for rope drop, right? Cruising along again. We're on the monorail. Michelle goes to take a picture of the kids with her phone while on the monorail. Of course, you want that picture. Where's my phone? I can't find my phone. She, she did not have her phone. I do a little find my phone on my phone. And I'm like, oh. It's sitting in the parking lot. I really hope it's in our car and not under it or right behind it where somebody can run over it or in front of her. So I know it's in the vicinity of our car. I know that for a fact. We're still on the monorail going towards the Magic Kingdom. So she gets off the mag- off of the Magic Kingdom with all three kids and my phone because once I find her phone, then I can call her to meet up with her, right? So I sent my phone with her. So I ride back around to the TTC. I get off. I walk against all the traffic. And they're looking at me like, what is wrong with this guy? I get to my car. This is how fast I got back to the car is they were just now parking the cars right behind us. So we were in the front row. We were the third car that morning in the parking lot. Third in the parking lot. And I had to go back to it. It's killing me. 
So the people pull up behind me. I'm not finding the darn phone, and I don't have my phone to call it to make it make a noise, make it light up. I would I would have had to kept my I, phone just for that. Let's see how would I find her later. Okay, good point. Right? I just there was it was a toss up. Do I need to find her later, or do I need to light up the phone? So I am digging through the car, and finally I'm desperate, dripping in sweat because it was hot. And so I asked the couple that just parked. It was a young college age couple that parked right behind me. Hey, can you call my phone? I'm trying to find it. Then it just make a noise or light up and I can find it. And of course they were from Iceland and did not have a phone that worked in this country. Oh so my like, gosh, even better. Awesome. What are the odds? So the next car pulls up, the family gets out and they didn't have a phone. Like that's what they told me. Either they're like weird guy asking me to call his phone in the parking lot or we're off the grid. They want to get, they want to get to the parks, Doug. You're interrupting. Yeah, I mean, they're there early. They yep. want to get to that rope drop. They're still in time to get to that rope drop. Finally, like, you know, this guy comes past, nice thick Jersey accent, and he calls my phone, super nice. I see it light up, like under the seat just illuminates like an angel spreading its wings. Oh. I stick my hand in there and I cut my hand on like, I don't know what, but like it was down in there in the mechanism, but I got it. Like, thank you, sir. And then ran back to the monorail riding the monorail back to the magic kingdom i get to watch the fireworks at the front of the park for the opening ceremony and, and you so met back up with michelle everything like i mean they got in they got to peter pan it was closed the pixie dust had not arrived yet so then they trucked it over to winnie the pooh i met up with them as they were getting off winnie the pooh but make sure you have your phone before you mm-hmm. leave i'm too nomophobic i I always like put my hand on my phone, make sure it's with me. The Michelle reason, can just like chuck it in her purse and like not worry about it. Oh, the reason why I have an Apple Watch is so I can ding my phone. That's like I have to remind Michelle, hey, ping your phone. Use your watch. Quit looking for it and just find it. Like, you know, ten minutes later, she's like, Oh, I can do this with my watch. Did you know? Now yes, my, I told you to. My wife actually left her phone down on one of our trips. And we didn't have it for four, five hours. But thankfully, I, I went back to um, Guest Relations. There you go. City Hall. Y- yes. And uh, I went there multiple times. And I was shocked when we finally got it back. So, and very thankful because we do everything via phone. So I didn't have this on the list, Eric. But I can't admit my biggest phone fail on my behalf. I What's just that? threw Michelle on the bus. I might as well mention mine. So we went to Disney for her 30th birthday. I won't say how many years ago that is, but it's more than one. Anyway, rock and roller coaster. Get off. I can't find my phone. We're already halfway across the park, and I realize I don't have my phone. And you know from riding with me on roller coasters, I don't have all my wits about me to pay attention to things like phones and stuff to – and like when I'm getting off a roller coaster, last thing I'm doing is checking to make sure I have all my personal belongings and taking children by hand. I just have to get up and try not to puke. And she talked me into going on it, and I barely survived. My phone was gone, so we did find my phone. That was the first time we ever used Find My Phone. It was new to us. That was exciting. That's how long ago that was. And so we kept lighting it up. We got over there, and the cast members at the exit of Rock and Roller Coaster had already found my phone. It was out in the abyss of rocking roller coaster, but fortunately laying face up and lighting up, so it was real easy to find. That's a win. <sighs> yeah, we, I lost my phone on a 
roller coaster. We lost our camera under the table at San Angel Inn. That's one of the worst ones because I thought she had it. She thought I had it. It's really yeah. dark in that restaurant. And that's well, a really, a volcano. it's a really expensive camera because a we do, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, sorry. Pyramid. Yep. And so <laughs> we didn't even realize till the next day. She thought I put it in the backpack. I thought she had it. And the next morning is when we found out, oh crap, we don't have it. And we actually ended up getting it after our cruise before we flew home. So thank goodness we got it back. But it did suck that we had to go on our Disney cruise without a camera. Yeah, yeah, that was well chronicled on your trip report it was. episode from uh, when was that cruise in February of seventeen? Of sixteen. Sixteen February. Yeah. yeah, February. It's been a while. It's been a year and a half. I know. Really? I miss. Wow. I I know. I'm ready to go Man. back. Any yeah, day. this is why you shouldn't have babies. They really hinder the cruising experience. They do, but he is worth it. He's my buddy. Okay. On to some general general fails. General yep. ones that everybody's failed at it sometimes, but mm-hmm. maybe our stories will help you avoid them. Uh, the first one is to drink water. Hey, it's hot in Florida. Any personal experience with that, Derek? Actually, no. There? No, I. That's the you weird thing. You forget to eat, but you hydrate. Yes, that's true. Because I, I drink a lot of water leading up to the trip, and um, and for some reason, yeah, I, I drink a lot of water. I'm just that's what I'm used to. So yeah, we we force it down the kids quite a bit because hydrated kids are happy kids. That's true. And we get a lot of the free ice water. That's mm-hmm. right, Jen. There's free ice water anywhere. There's fountain drinks served. So Michelle is always worried she'll have to pee too much, so she does not hydrate as well as she should. We did the Princess Half Marathon a few years ago, and it was crazy hot that year for the princess. And so we, after the race, went back to the hotel, showered, we changed hotels, eventually got to the Magic Kingdom later that um, afternoon. And then all of a sudden, the dehydration caught up with her. We were going to go on the Liberty Bell for like the first time ever just so that she could sit. We didn't make it onto the boat because she lay down on one of the benches and like people came, people got on, the boat left and the cast member was like, um, we're going to close the entrance here. And she was just laying there on the bench half dead. I contemplated just kind of leaving her there and pretending I didn't know her at a certain point. Well, you got to enjoy the parks too. I mean, come on. Yeah, she was holding me back for the first time ever. And so, yeah, hydrate. Don't yep. be Michelle. Don't uh, almost die. She looked dead for a little while. Well, I'm glad and she was okay. We missed a Ohana reservation Ooh. because of that. That's how bad she was. That's a rough one. Yeah, that means that's some serious Ohana-ness. Yeah. Missing. Uh, that's not, she was not in a good place. That's why whenever I go to Ohana or 1900 or any sit-down I will tell the waiter, no, I want another glass, and I will drink water and, and encourage the kids to drink water too. Yeah, when we do counter service, we order our meals, and then we're like, and eh, five glasses of ice water. Yep. Then we like, we take those with us, and we make sure we drink them before we uh, get on the next thing. Yep. Unless your name's Michelle, and then you pretend to drink it and worry you're going to have to go to the bathroom. So she's throwing her under the bus again. That's no. Back to back up. Beep, that- beep. There she is. Good thing she's a sponsor of the show. So I guess this is the last week of Rogue Drop We're Radio. Uh, Thanks so much for Patreon. Listening. Please yes. help replace the sponsor now. Um, the, so this next one, Derek, ne- you should probably talk about sunscreen. 
fair-skinned yes. folks at your house. Well, for me personally, I am starting to become um, a little bit of hair challenged up top, and I can't really admit it. So the last couple Disney trips that we've had, I've had a nasty headache, not on the inside, but on top of my head, and it reminds me, oh, I'm starting to go bald, and I pretend that I don't have a bald spot in the back of my head. So I've learned that I need to bring a hat, and I need to wear a hat, and good thing we got those rope drop radio hats so I can wear that. Uh, It's just, it's tough for me to admit. And then I have two kids who are redheads, and you got to start putting sunscreen on them. You know, we're going in September, it's June, almost July. I should probably start now. Yeah, July 4th at the latest. I mean, just they need a good base Yep, and let it marinate. Um, like Claire, we sometimes put sunscreen on her and stuff. Like we'll put it on her, but she does, like, I don't know that she burns. I don't really burn. My, we're, my wife we're a doesn't different burn. complexion at our house. I burn. My kids burn. So that's why, like, uh, whenever we do park hopping, when we're on the bus or on one of the boats, that is when I get out the goop and I just cover them. And they're they're good enough that they know that they need it because they don't want to get sunburn. So it's You'll, fine. But, yeah, yeah. sunburn is happening. SPF 100? I think I'm stuck at 30. 30's fine. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you got to go 100. It's like putting on mayonnaise. It's I, nice, thick. I know, but I, I do want to get a little tan with it. I'm on vacation, <laughs> Doug. Come on. Um, but, yeah, tan. yeah, sunscreen. Sure, Derek, you're going to get tan. Sunscreen Green. is really important. I think people don't realize you are uh-huh. out in the sun quite a bit. Yep. Yes, you might be on attractions. Yes, you might be in shade. But there's not a lot of shade walking down Main Street. There's not a lot of shade in the hub. Uh, Wait for a parade. Yes, and that is when you just start to cook because that, that, uh, that sun in Florida – it's, it's dangerous in that mid-afternoon time. It is. And skin cancer is a real thing, so definitely use some protection from that. When Samantha was three, we were at Animal Kingdom one time, and Michelle went on Expedition Everest, and I had to. I was in charge of lathering her back up. And I was putting it on her, and she's like, no, it's rubbed in. Quit rubbing it in type of thing. She's you know, a three-year-old. And so I took a picture of her and her cheek, and to show her, like, it's not rubbed in. I turn the camera around. She's like, you Photoshopped that. She was actually, like, two, like turn three the next week. Like, Kids are smart. Talking about. Like, she's just, her whole cheek had a huge white, like, I mean, it looked like eye black on a football player, but sunscreen. So I still have that picture. It reminds me of my, like, a pretty serious argument that wasn't solved until her mother came back and said, Samantha, we need to rub that in. Oh, okay. Like, oh. Great. Thanks for treating me like the substitute parent. That happens. Yeah. It's kids it's are, kids are weird. Yeah, they are. Especially my kids. I don't know why All that would kids. be. Genetic apple tree, probably. All <laughs> right. Final one that we have. Yeah, I got one more. One more general, general fail is a lot of people underestimate the amount of time it takes to travel within a park and from park to park. And ride length. So, like, you say, hey, we'll meet you here at this time. And then they hop in line for something. They go on something, and then they're late. And the other party's left standing there. I did that once on Claire's birthday. Michelle and Claire met some characters on Main Street. I took Alden and Samantha on the People Mover because they had done a class where they learned about 
physics and they learned how the people mover worked and they're all excited to talk about magnets and electromagnetic propulsion and blah 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 they were really obnoxious actually well the people mover takes a lot longer than you think it's not a quick it's ride. like a 14 minute ride yeah so we were a good 15 minutes late michelle and claire are there just standing they're like where have you been claire claire leads it off by saying it's my birthday and you're late so three-year-old girls with attitude. Oh, snap. So, yeah, that was one time. It just takes a long time to get from the back of the park to the front of the park to leave and then to hop. So just think a little bit about ride length. Like, you know, if you've never been to Disney World and you're used to, like, your local theme parks, you get in line for Splash Mountain, you're thinking two, three minutes, right around a log, we fall down that big hill, oh, boom, no, we're gone. It's, it's a long It's over attraction. 10 minutes. Yep. So learn learn the length of some times. If you don't know, like, hey, I'm in the parks, how long is this going to take? You know what you can do? You can tweet at us. You can Facebook at us. One of us may or may not give you the correct answer. So that's my guarantee. It's a good thing. We love answering those questions, and we seem to be getting them more and more. Uh, one yeah, fail that we got on Twitter this week, so I'll give a shout-out to Joe from BackToTheMouse.com. Fail, bringing Subway sandwiches. We <laughs> talked about that he in the show, them. but he spotted them and sent us a picture. So thanks, Joe, for that. Don't Nothing like bringing your sandwich in in the morning That's and eating so that mayonnaise at noon. That is Florida so people. gross to me. I I can't I can't even. I'd rather spend the money at some quick service. That's so, but but that happens. People bring in food thinking they're going to save money and just sits out all day, uh, or gets soggy in that three o'clock rain. Yeah, that adds the flavor. It tastes but you're more right. Like Florida. I I know for me, I've gotten foiled into the single rider line where you think it's going to be short, and that line can be even longer than what the wait time for the regular attraction was. That has happened to me consistently on Rock and Roller Clo- Coaster. Yeah, and so just one of those things you got to think about. Sometimes motion sickness pays off, Derek. It does. Yeah, I'm not a sucker. So there you go. A lot of face palms in that. A lot of fails that we've done. We lay down on our sword for you guys. So hopefully you learn from our mistakes. That's right. Hopefully everybody got a little wiser today to not follow in our footsteps. And we're... And we are going to put a little post on Facebook and Twitter. What are your biggest fails? And honestly, just let's have some fun. Don't be ashamed. We can all laugh and learn together. That's right. So let's uh, let's hear them. Yes, and absolutely. And if you're, uh, and also our Patreon, we'll have that on social media this week. So uh, go check it out. Feel free to give. But if anything, just thank you so much for listening to the show. It's grown so much in the last two years. So most of all, you are listening right now, and that makes us very happy. Yes, it does. So. Keep listening. Follow us on Facebook. Like us on oh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. I always do that backward, Derek. That's you why do. you normally say these things. So maybe you say them, and uh, well, I'll, no, I'll just I'll follow with. And if you have any Disney vacation that you want to do, check out Michelle McKnight. She always has her cell phone on her. She no longer leaves it in the car because she'll text me back within minutes whenever I have any question, and she can help you have an absolute magical vacation. Her email is in the show notes, so be sure to click on that and get a free quote. 2019, traveling is all out yeah. through October. Yeah, October first, first few days yeah. of first few days of November. 
It's going day by day. It's, so when it came out, it was through Halloween. I'm going to cough. I'm going to cough. <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, man, I coughed. And it's getting closer and closer and closer. So Because yes. we're booking a trip yet. in December of That's that year. And, and we're just kind of waiting for those crazy expensive resorts because they know everyone's oh. going to be going down. The, hopefully, we have no fails on that one. Oh, Disney could fail. We if won't they don't, fail again. You know, I know, but Disney could fail. That could be a whole show. Fails that Disney's had, things they've announced, or things that they've moved. I, I oh, could go on. There's not enough show time. That's like, right. Be part one through 15. Ugh. We got some stories there. Uh-huh. Just, just how their opening procedure changes from one day to the next. It's frustrating. You never know. It's an adventure. Mm-hmm. It is. All right. Well, thank you again for listening. For Doug McKnight, I'm Derek Sassman. This has been Rope Drop Radio.